Hello and welcome to the TAO podcast. I'm Oscar. I'm Tony. I'm Amir. And today we're going to be discussing books we have read over the past couple of months. Um, really excited about my book. Uh, what do you guys think? You guys ready to discuss your books? Oh yeah, no, my book's a, it's a classic. It's a New York Times bestseller, except it's not, but it could have been. Can't wait to hear about that. Um, so first off, why don't we start off by uh, Oscar, you can uh, discuss Amir's book. Let's, let's ask a couple questions. Okay, so Amir, what's the name of your book? So I read the, uh, I read the autobiography of Gucci Mane. Oh. You know, it's so, a... NBA player? Or? Yeah, um, no, no, oh, no, oh, no, he's oh, actually a rapper. Oh, a rapper, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rapper go to leave. Okay. Yeah, rapper. You know he could have gone. He could have yeah. played basketball, except he wasn't good. He's another guy. Yeah. But um, obviously he wrote it. All right. Well, you know this is an autobiography of Gucci Mane, so you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you figure that one out. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So. I- Obviously, the genre is obviously an autobiography since it's written by him. It's actually a mystery. Because uh, it's not finished yet. Oh, uh, okay. No, I was oh. kidding. It's not about <laughs> Oh, because his life, so I, I his life hasn't ended. That. Yeah, I was yeah. going to be like, wow, that's great. Like, New York Times bestseller. But the biggest question we have, how many pages? It's three or four. Three, three hundred four pages. Uh, that's not a lot in my opinion, but oh, I can disagree. Uh, I mean, the pages... It's not about. Here. It's not about. Have you seen content? This big, you know. Have you seen? It's about quality. My book is four hundred. <laughs> I don't have a mind. Okay, the thing is, <clears throat> this guy put his heart and soul into this. Okay? Literally, his so heart and his soul. Like really, it's like about his heart and soul. So, yeah. Uh, how did you discover it, and uh, uh, would you recommend it? Who recommended well, it to yeah, you? Yeah, was it a recommendation? Was it online? Or... So, show you <clears throat> so let me tell you a little story. Last year I had English, and uh, we had to do these independent reading books. I'm gonna say about half the class picked this book. You know, so that I was. I think I was aware of that. Yeah, well. that happened in your class too. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was a pretty big movement. So, needless to say, you know, I jumped on the, the way. It was, it was the way. It was the way. Just like, just like TOA, TAO. TAO. There you go. That's. What does that mean? Dow. Was Dow mean the way? Name of our podcast. Thank you very much. All right. But so, okay, I get that. Um. Uh, what's the point of view in uh, uh, is it like first person second person or third person it's first person first you know person. he's talking like it's himself because it is himself so he uses pronouns like I me and mine oh yeah no he's like oh this was my brother you know <laughs> I was hustling you know you can kind of you can kind of imagine that. what was he hustling Oh, what was he hustling? Yeah. A lot of stuff. Um, you know, at first, first started out with the, uh, you know, the little things. You know, being a little kid, you know, selling shoes and all that. You know, nothing crazy. Then he got older, and uh, you know, he wanted, he wanted to, uh, want to look nicer. You know, get the nice clothes. So how do you look nicer? Get nice clothes. Get more money. You get more money. But you know, selling little that, things. That, that. Selling little things. Yeah. You know, like when he was a kid. Um, to be continued. Yeah, you know, it, it, it can go down some other paths that are efficient, but not always legal. So, the big question we have is, like, can you summarize that for us? But please, don't give away any spoilers. No spoilers. Alright, alright, I'll do this just for you. So, um, 
you got a Gucci Mane, you know, and actually, I, I wouldn't call this a spoiler, but he wasn't the, he wasn't the first Gucci, his dad was actually Gucci Mane, and uh, that's important to know because a lot of the beginning of the book has to do with his dad, even though his dad wasn't really that present in his life, because his dad was always a hustler, you know, he was always kind of cheating someone out of his money, and that's kind of a lot of what he did, he was always kind of, I wouldn't say cheating someone, but he was always trying to get more out of the deal than um, it was anticipated and that might have meant you know he was making some enemies but he did so at first like I said you know he was um, you know selling, selling shoes clothes stuff like that you know stuff that he had that he didn't want but uh, as he got older you know he started slinging you know some uh, yeah some of the drugas you know Spanish word for drugs you know he made some good cash off Drogas, 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 Drogas. Yeah, um, I didn't do too well in Spanish, yeah. but um, uh, but yeah. What's your favorite quote from the book? Yeah. Alright, so I have um, I have a couple, and uh, the one the one I want to talk about because it kind of goes along with um, the short period. I want to say the short period, the period of his life where he sells drugs. He said, uh, "Getting robbed." was a turning point. Instead of making me retreat into fear, it had the opposite effect. I became super aggressive. This kind of went along with like his uh, ambitious nature. You know, he always was just hungry for more and hungry for more and hungry for more. And that's kind of how he rose to success, you know, just meeting the right people, feeding off of their success. You know. Yeah, so, you know, I, I see how that stood out to me, how like it shows that struggle can lead to success. Why did this quote specifically stand out to you? I guess I really that. I mean, I liked it because it showed a lot of his character, you know, because, I mean, getting robbed at gunpoint, you know, by someone who has killed many people in the same position that he was put in, it, you know, for most people, and he was young at the time, he was like in seventh, sixth grade, you know, so he's, he's kind of, uh, he's kind of like a young kid doing this, it's on the a lot older kids, so... It's kind of hard for someone to, even at any age, you know, to be robbed at gunpoint and not want to uh, hide. I get that. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, next question. Uh, is it like a difficult vocab or like, is it like casual? I think uh, if you know your slang, um, I think a first grader could pick up on this book. It's like he's actually talking. You know, grammar's not correct all the time. You know, so it sounds super authentic, but so they're telling this book kind of like it's just like, it's like literally like I'm talking to you. You know, it doesn't sound like a book. It sounds like a conversation. So it's kind of like more of like an informal conversation in a way. Yeah, like it sounds like as a reader, he's talking to you, like someone telling a story. So I can tell you really like this book. So, uh, what? Who would you recommend this uh, book to? In what demographic would you want? Um, I think anyone. It's kind of cool. A lot of times when you read about people who come up to success, you read about like, um, like Steve Jobs, Bill Gates, and stuff. And although they might have come from nothing, you know, they still did it in like a very real, like legal way. You know, this guy kind of talks about like hustling and doing like some dirty stuff and it shows you you know because he does end up in jail and all that but it shows you that with hard work you always find success yeah. just don't do it illegal or else you can see the consequences that come with it i like that
Yeah. Okay, and if you had one thing to say to the author, what would you ask him? Um, I would tell him to stick to rapping. No, it was. I think that the autobiography of Gucci Mane was a one-hit wonder. You know, he's a one-hit wonder author, but uh, yeah, just keep your write raps. Write raps. Don't write books. Okay. Yeah. Uh, now, um, so uh, I think we should. Uh, you know, I think that was enough talking about my book. We should switch the focus to. Um, I think we should switch to Tony, because okay. Tony, you had a really interesting book. Um, you know, do you want to talk about it? What, what was it called again? Yeah, here, let me get it from my bag. Yeah, yeah I'll show you the title. It's uh, Escape from Alcatraz. Ooh. And it's by J. Campbell Bruce. Okay, so, um, what is that? Like, is it well, it's like, it's, it's kind of like, it's, it's a non-fiction, but like, it's kind of like a documentary. It's it, it like... It tells the story of eight people, specifically uh, Franklin Morris and the Engel brothers, when they tried to, or well, they escaped from Alcatraz. Oh, they did it successfully. We'll get into that. Okay, okay, that's fair enough. So how how long was the long read? Uh, well, honestly, I'm not the fastest reader, but it was 228 pages. Oh, so this is about. Wasn't, wasn't bad. Wasn't bad. Yeah. It was, you had to put some time into it, but. Yeah. Not too much. So what? Uh, found at the library. Where'd you pick it up at? Well, actually, I uh, I found this book through uh, just interest in Alcatraz. Um, I saw it when I went to a soccer tournament in San Francisco. Didn't go there. Oh, so uh, basically, where Alcatraz is? Yeah, I saw. Yeah, so there's always been an interest there. Um, it's something I've always had. Uh, you ever played Black Ops Two Zombies? Oh yeah, the map. Call of Duty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. With, the, with the dog and everything. Yeah, Alcatraz yeah. has always been like kind of cool. And you know, hearing all like how crazy it was, it's you interesting to, me to see how like inside is and how they escaped and all everything yeah. they had to do. So yeah, basically, yeah, no. common interest. So, I mean, we talked about it. Um, how they talked about all the different prisoners, but. Was it like, did the prisoner write the note for it, or was there kind of like a whole narrator talking about the prisoner specifically? So if you notice in the book, he uses pronouns like he and him, so it's written in the third person. Oh, okay. So yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, okay. So the third person. Third person. Okay, so, I mean, don't go too much, but just on like a basic level, because I'm guessing everyone can guess it's about escaping Alcatraz, but give us a little bit more depth into so, this book doesn't just look at how these three escaped. It also tells about how eight men also tried to attempt to escape the island and how eight men died. And the other five were considered missing. And like it goes into their stories as well, but they don't know as much as they do about the England brothers and Frank Morris. Yeah. So it's mainly about their escape because that's the most notorious one. Uh -huh. But... Um, it also goes into life at the prison and like how tough it is and like what like challenges they possibly faced. Like obviously you can't get their perspective because they weren't writing it, but you get a sense of what life was like in there and how hard this task really was because Alcatraz was such a hard island to get off like this there's a quote that said I think the warden said this he says like prisoners like 
think his point there is pretty Bad humans go to prison. Bad prisoners come here. And it's like the top security prison. You can't dig your way out of it. You know, you're just It was like notorious yeah. for being like that prison. Yeah, actually, uh, House. Uh, his nickname was Helcatraz. And um, it was known for its brutal and like harsh conditions. And like some. Very it, famous criminals were there, like Al Capone. Oh, yeah, he was. Didn't the guards live there too, like on the island with the prisoners? Yeah. Like, the separate housing? Yeah, for every one. Uh, usually at most prisons at the time, it was for every one prisoner. No, for every seven prisoners, there was one guard. Here, it was for every three prisoners, there was one guard. That's crazy. Do you think there's like a quote that really, like, kind of like described the book well? You know, that really got that kind of image going? Yeah, here. Um, let me find it real quick. Because I feel like, you know, with, especially with books like these. You know, these guys are sitting their cells all day. There's just one line that kind of just, like, haunts them. Once you hear it, you can almost kind of feel that. Well, a big one is, is the one I was explaining earlier. It was from the warden. Um, it's kind of a long quote, so I'm just going to read it real quick. But I think it's, like, it just kind of shows, like, how life, like, sucked for these guys. So it's, the warden said, if you just disobey the rules of society, they send you to prison. If you disobey the rules of prison, they send you to uh, Alcatraz. Um, well, he said he sent, they send you to us, Alcatraz. It's not like any other prison in the U.S. Here, every inmate is confined, alone, like the alone, to an individual cell. Unlike many predecessory wardens, he doesn't conduct like good programs. I have inmate councils. Inmates here have no say in what they do. They do as they're told. You're not permitted to have newspapers or magazines carrying news. Knowledge of the outside world is what we tell you. From this day on, your world will be everything that happens in the building. So that was their world there. Yeah. It was basically they take away like all human rights. I mean, the people there did some pretty bad things. Well, they deserve it, but like, just that gives you essence in life. How scary it really is to be there well, every single day. Yeah, it just gives me like some type of like amazement on how, like, the reason this stood out to me is like how harsh it would be and how even with the toughest of guards, honestly, thought as like the impenetrable prison to get out of that they could get through all that even with all the control yeah no it must have been must have been pretty hard yeah but like was it kind of like a serious tone like reading this book because you said it's a documentary so i can imagine well yeah it's, it's kind of like it like if this book was like something it'd be a documentary but um yeah it was like a very formal tone but like i mean when it got into like the dialogue of the prisoners like, it was, there was some comedy in there, but most of it was formal because these people were on the mission. Yeah, I mean, so the vocabulary, I'm guessing it's probably... Honestly, okay, so again, like, the way it was written was, like, it, they, they used a lot of, like, big words. Um, like, for example, I just opened the book to page 13. It says, this was no more than a mere euphemism. And, you know, it's, it's, there's hard words like that. Yeah, so it's definitely kind of a harder read. So what do you think about the book? Would you, do you like it or would you recommend it to someone else? I definitely would, but I would say that they need to set aside time to read this. And they need to have a little interest in, like, history or Alcatraz, like I do. Okay, that's fair. So you did like the book, though? I did, yeah. I did. And then, um, what would you say to the author? So, I mean, it's a documentary, so it's a little bit different, but... Um, 
you know, honestly, uh, they did a really good job of covering everything. Um, I felt like they kept everything historically correct. And one thing I'd say was maybe just make it a little bit easier to understand. So I was constantly having to like, look up words and stuff. Yeah. So, okay, that's, yeah. that's pretty cool. Time to uh, talk about the last book. conversation, uh, last book. Um, Oscar, what book did you have? Uh, my book is Monument Men. And the author is uh, Robert M. Etzel. And the book is a biography slash true crime. <laughs> Wait, true crime? That's a genre of it? Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Now, how many pages? That's a thick book over there, so how many, how many pages do you have? Oh, there? I don't know, like about uh, 500 ish. Dang, that's, that's crazy. Dude. Yeah, it's a thick book. <laughs> so, um, so, it's a big book. Honestly, if it was me, I wouldn't have just grabbed that thick of a book. It's just it's intimidating. So, how'd you, how'd you find it? Um, I, it's because I heard of the movie from this book, and I was wanting to kind of like look at the book before the movie. So, and it looked interesting because I love history and stuff. So. Oh, you know, so it's a good fit. Yeah. Um, so, what's the point of view in this book? Like, who's it written for? Uh, it's written in third person. There are multiple people in this book, and it goes from their uh, different points of views uh, in different in different locations and different times. Okay. But do they throw in any eyes? Because like you said, it's from their point of view, though. You know, like. Uh, no, it's kind of like uh, the author talking about their point oh, of view. Okay. That's why it's third person. Okay. Um, so here we go. The big one. I'll sit down for this one because I know you love history and I bet you could talk all day about this book. So, just summarize this book for me. Well, basically this book is about uh, protecting art. It talks about this branch of the military called the Monuments Men and their job is to get uh, uh, to protect art and recover art uh, from Nazi Germany. So that's basically the uh, kind of premise of the book. Now, do you know if this is a real? Yes, this is a uh, this is a, uh, a real event. They, not a lot of people know about it, but it uh, did actually happen. It's just that since there was such a small branch, no one talks about them at all. So. Oh, I bet, and I'm sure it was kind of secretive as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, you don't want to be too, you know, showing who you are when you're secretly going. Out. Now, um. I, I just, this is a question that I had. Um, like, how did they steal the paintings? Was force or did they go and secretly, like, spy? Uh, the Nazis, they did a bit of both. They did a couple, uh, they did it by a bit of force and kind of like, uh, they did, uh, kind of like, co uh, siding with uh, supporters. Uh, like in France, for example, uh, they took, like, a good chunk of, they took a bunch of art from French Nazis who supported them or confiscated them by Jew, uh, Jewish dealers. And like that. So number what about these guys? How they get back there? Um, basically, they their job is basically uh, uh, after after a few incidents uh, between the military where they ended up uh, destroying uh, art, art by accident. Uh, the president decided to form this uh, small group so that way they can recover stuff and uh, 
before the loss completes. Okay. Um, so, what's an important quote that stood out to you? An important quote is actually said by the president in this book. Uh, it is, whatever the painting may be, men who look at them uh, generations back to this day not only know the worth of the art, but also the human spirit. Because basically, to them, it's just more than art. It's preserving people's past and people's culture. That's it's true. preserving their ideals, so that's why uh, they're so dedicated to it. Um, yeah, no, that's true. I think this is more than just painting on campus. Um, so, throughout the book, what's like the narrator's overall tone? Is it funny or like serious? Or does it like fluctuate a little? It's a bit kind of like formal and funny because he talks about funny. Uh, he talks about funny moments that happens. Uh, you know, between the characters, and also uh, he talks. Uh, it's more formal because he's talking about a serious topic. He like this is uh, basically stealing. So he's talking uh, about uh, why they do it and how they uh, get it back. Yeah. Um, so. I just, uh, what was the vocabulary like in this book? It's pretty easy. It's not complicated. I mean, uh, you can. It, it's like reading like your own essay in a way. So it's not that difficult. Yeah. Now, uh, so tell me. It, it sounds like you like it, but tell me, did you like the book and why? Yes, I loved it um, because I never knew about them uh, before. They, uh, it's really interesting and also how much uh, time and uh, how much hardship they had to face in order to look, to recover and to protect all the art and monuments. So I assume you'd recommend this book to uh, other people, right? Yeah, I would definitely recommend it to uh, almost anybody. And if you're interested in World War II or art history or anything of that sort, I definitely say you should read it. Now, if you could say one thing to the author of the book, what would it be? Why, the biggest question I would ask the author is why he never told about this before. Okay, well, uh, I think that wraps things up. Uh, thank you guys for, uh, for all coming together and discussing our books. I'm glad we all got some good reads in. So, uh, time to sign out. Um, TAO Podcast, I'm Tony. I'm Oscar. I'm Amir. And this is the uh, TOA Podcast. <laughs> See ya.